Amen. Good to be back at Lighthouse again. It's been a while, and uh, we definitely miss your pastor, and uh, we're sorry he wasn't here. Been good friends. My name's Shannon Rust. His daddy used to take me to church, and I didn't really need to ride the church bus, but uh, I'd get up early and go on the church bus with his dad, and we'd sit in the back seat so we could hit the bumps on those back roads and jump up and down, and uh, we just had a good time. And uh, when I first came to Bedford Valley as a child, well, first I was born there. My dad pastored there and then left. And uh, we came back, and when I came back, and they said, I said, I want in Steve Ritchie's class. <laughs> and uh, he's been a good friend. So we appreciate you, Lori, and, and good to see your mom and dad today. Praise the Lord. It's been years, and uh, good to see them again. And the Masons, God bless them. Appreciate their ministry. Praise God. Amen. We are U.S. missionaries to the truck drivers. We got any truck drivers this morning? All right. God bless you. Praise the Lord. And uh, truckers need the Lord. And uh, a lot of times they're unable to get into a service like this. They're out on the road. Some leaving right now to start their week. And so uh, we're out there to bring the church to them. And we have two 18-wheelers. And in the trailers built like a church, we take these into the truck stops and give these drivers an opportunity to find the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We have a three-minute video just to give you a taste of what we're doing out there on the road. God bless you. Hello, I'm Chaplain Shannon Rust. This is my wife, Rebecca, my son, Matthias, coming to you today from Breezewood, Pennsylvania, major crossroads in America for truck drivers. Thousands of truckers come through here every day. We are U.S. missionaries to the truck driver, and we're reaching these men as they come through these truck stops, giving them an opportunity to have church and seeing many come to the Lord Jesus Christ. My dad, 40 years ago, was pastor in a fine church, and the Lord spoke to him and said, Sam, will you take the gospel to the truck driver? And I didn't know how when he asked me, but I said, Lord, if you be a lamp on my feet and a light on my path, I'm your man. And that's exactly what he's been for 41 years, saving souls, keeping these old trucks rolling and helping me as mechanic, driver, and preacher. Through your support, recently a driver was able to come to the Lord. We called a service and you know, we only had one that day. But the Lord had given me the message how the Lord will leave the 99 and search for that one lost sheep that has gone astray. And when I came to the end of the service, I gave the invitation and I said, the Lord is searching these Pennsylvania mountains for that one lost sheep. And you know what? That driver raised his hand. He said, well, that's me. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And he gave his heart to the Lord. It's people like that that we're reaching that they don't hear the gospel anywhere else. They're not going to park their rig into a church lot to have church. But they're able to come to church out here on the highway in these truck stops. Thank God for my son Shannon and Becky who are following me in this ministry. And it'll be a perpetual ministry to truck drivers from now on till Jesus comes. We love you for your help in finances and prayers. We're taking these rigs into the truck stops, opening up, giving them a chance to have service, and uh, giving them an invitation to find the Lord. Thanks again, and God bless. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We've now been... Also in that ministry for 29 years, where is time going? <laughs> Hard to believe, praise God. But God has been so good. And uh, just not uh, too long ago in a service, just to show you the kind of people you're meeting up with. There was a driver named Santiago, and he uh, came into our chapel service. I just invited him in the hallway and invited him to come to our service, and he ended up coming in. He was backslid. He'd had a jailhouse religion experience where he got born again, and uh, but had fallen away, and he just so happened to come in. He just broke down, repented of his sins, and gave his heart to the Lord. So we just thank God for that, and it's those kind of drivers. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Amen. It's those kind of people that may not come to your church, but we're reaching out to them on the highways. Praise God. We give God all the praise and glory. Amen. I do have a message this morning in Acts chapter 19. And uh, usually I'd have my family with me, but my wife is now pastoring. (laughs) She uh, always sang uh, with me and traveled with me. And, uh, but, uh, we, uh, had attended, uh, my father-in-law's, uh, church for years and he passed away as a church he planted and, uh, he passed on. And so when it came the next Sunday, I always helped my father-in-law when I could at his church. And so I said to my wife, who's going to preach this Sunday? And she goes, I think I'm supposed to. And I'm, okay. Well, she always testified and sang, but she did not have a preaching ability or a calling. And, uh, but she felt she was supposed to preach. Well, when she got behind that pulpit, an anointing came down upon her, and she blew out the rafters of that little church. <laughs> and I cried through the whole thing. It was amazing what God did, and I realized then that God was putting a calling on her to preach, and boy, has she done a job, and and most people think, you know, that I'm helping her, but really, she has just been preaching Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday night, and she is just at it, hallelujah, and I thank God how God is using her in a special way, so my son also 
Uh, he's 20 years old now, and he's still playing drums in the church. And uh, so we thank God for what he's doing in his life. So praise the Lord. So they miss you. I miss her. And so uh, I miss that. And she's missing me this morning. I help her with uh, singing and all the things. So uh, I've had to learn how to sing. <laughs> she's preaching. Now I got to learn how to sing. But I'm not singing this morning. So you don't have to worry. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Acts 19, starting at verse 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. And many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. They counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning for your word. And we ask, Lord, that you would come down in this service and have your way. Lord, just from the front to the back, would you walk these aisles and move in the midst of your people we pray for an outpouring in Jesus' name. Let Lord, hindrances would be broken. Chains would be broken. And God, what you want to do would be accomplished. Hide me behind the cross and let your words find good ground in our hearts this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Lord, we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stand your feet real quick and throw your hands up and give him a praise offering would you do that say thank you Jesus hallelujah glory to God hallelujah in Jesus name Lord we take control of this atmosphere hallelujah Lord let your spirit be here let there be liberty in your house this morning Lord we praise you for your work and what you want to do in Jesus' name, we give you all praise and glory. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Praise God. We give God all the praise and all the glory. I come this morning, as much as I said earlier, I could just share a little program trying to promote my ministry or something like that, but I've come with a message. I believe it's for your church. As I wrestle with what I was to share in these two services that I preached today, I just ask God, is this where I'm supposed to go? And I feel strongly that we are to look at this move of God that happened in chapter 19 where Paul comes to Ephesus. It's a very powerful move of God. Miraculous things took place in this move of God. And I believe God is wanting to do this again. And I believe that there's going to 
be an outpouring upon churches all over this nation. And you will remember this message because you will say, hey, God has done miraculous things. Hallelujah. I believe you're going to say that. Praise God. This is amazing, just the scriptures that we read here, how the fear of God got into people. And they begin to take all their books of curious arts and witchcraft and sorcery, and the books were piled up and they had a big fire. And they burned up all these books and the price of it was 50,000 pieces of silver. Think about it. That is amazing. Someone was counting <laughs> how much was being thrown in that fire. I want to tell you something. It all started when Paul came to Ephesus. And I want you to go home and read this whole chapter. And just look how God shook the area. As Paul was faithful to bring forth God's word. Hallelujah. When he first came, there were those that were disciples, but they only knew of John's baptism. And when he explained to them the Holy Ghost, they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. Can you imagine? But oh, I thank God we're in a Pentecostal church this morning where we have liberty and we can raise our hands and give him praise and we can speak with other tongues as the Spirit enables us. Hallelujah. And there's that power. And so I say if we're going to be a church of revival and you want revival to touch We've got to have the Holy Ghost and we cannot neglect. Many people have set aside the power of Pentecost. And it breaks my heart this morning when I see people reject the power of God. But I want to tell you something. If we want revival, we must seek the Holy Ghost. We must seek His outpouring. Hallelujah. And Paul was faithful to preach about the Holy Spirit. He went on and continued and was resisted. Preached in the synagogues three months. And a great resistance came against him and they hardened their hearts and they begin to speak evil of the way. Begin to speak evil of Paul until he actually had to retreat and go to a different area. There are times in our lives we face obstacles, don't we? As ministers of the gospel, we face obstacles. Things come against you, whatever your ministry is just trying to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy of your soul will come against you and try to discourage you. But if we want to press through to the kind of miracles that happened in Acts 19, we've got to learn to continue to preach in God's word and not be discouraged, but press through those hard times. Hang on to God's word. Hallelujah. And Jesus will see you through. And he will pour out his spirit like you've never seen before. I've had some resistance in my ministry. As far as physically, I've had people call me names, sticks and stones. <laughs> May break my bones, but names will never hurt me, right? 
only physical confrontation was actually someone that called himself a Christian. And I had my chapel service. And when I was done, this guy comes up the aisle, tried to give me a chest bump. I think he got more of a belly bump than a chest. (laughs) He said, I knew you were of the devil. I mentioned something about tongues. Well, you better watch what you say. Better watch what you say about the Holy Ghost. He didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, I want to tell you it's what keeps these 18 wheels a-rolling. Hallelujah. I thank God for the Holy Ghost power, which gives us the gifts, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit, gives us healing, hallelujah, and gives us miraculous signs and wonders. It's his power today. We cannot be ashamed, and when we get resisted like this driver did me, we've got to keep on pressing on. I told him, I said, hey, buddy, I said it wouldn't have mattered who was preaching today. You wouldn't have liked him. I hope Pastor Steve don't go through that here at Lighthouse. hope you take the word in gladly. Hallelujah. I hope it's not like pulling teeth for him. You get behind your pastor and lift his hands up in the battle, hallelujah, and you pray for him and you take God's word from him, hallelujah. Let it find good ground in your heart that you might grow in him, in Jesus' name. But when those resisting times come, Paul had to retreat, but he didn't quit preaching. Amen? The Bible speaks one place where God's word is like a hammer. Well, I'll give my little uh, addition, a mall hammer, hallelujah. (laughs) Maybe a jackhammer, I don't know. But God's word gets it done, hallelujah. Paul continued, continued to preach until finally after two years there came a breakthrough, hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 11, Well, in verse 10, he continued, it says, by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelled in Asia heard the word. Listen to that. Heard the word of Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Think of that. He continued to preach till everyone had heard. The word of God had gone forth. The ground was ready for an outpouring. And I'm telling you, your people here are encouraging you to go out and reach people at this Easter season. If you prepare the ground, you get the word ready. Hallelujah. He's going to pour out his spirit upon you and you will see great things happen in your midst. Verse 11 God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Hallelujah. Special miracles. Powerful things. In verse 12, So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Think of that. Where's my hanky? You imagine? Well, at our little country church, when someone's in the hospital or someone can't get there to church, maybe an unbeliever, we'll anoint one of these things. We got them stacked there at the pulpit. And we'll gather and we'll lay hands on them. We'll anoint it with oil and send it out. 
Praise God, we'll tell them, you got an unbeliever, you got a hard-hearted teenager, stick it under their pillow. They won't know till God visits. Amen. We send these out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And that's what happened with Paul. And as soon as these handkerchiefs and those aprons touched those that were full of demons, hallelujah, those demons had to come out. I want to tell you, that's a special miracle. Hallelujah. That's what we need this hour we're living in with all the crazy things we're seeing going on. You think there's witchcraft Back here in this day that we just read about, what about today? Worship of devils, dark things, people wrapped up in darkness, full of Satan, and they need deliverance. Some may even be in this room, but I want to tell you something. When you encounter the very powers of God, hallelujah, you're going to be delivered in Jesus' name from the powers of hell. Hallelujah. Praise God. It makes me remember Brother Shambach. I love the story. Because he wore handkerchiefs when he preached. He'd wear them in, in his pockets. he pin them on his coat, inside his coat. He's an old tent preacher. Some of you may not know him. Passed on several years ago. But he would preach and wear those handkerchiefs. Well, one service, a woman came up and wanted him to wear some M&M. And he, he thought maybe she was loony or something. I don't know. He said, ma'am, I wear handkerchiefs. I don't wear candy. She says, brother Shambach, you don't understand. My sister is insane. She's in an insane asylum. She doesn't know what's going on. She just mumbles things. She doesn't know what left is from her right. She goes to him and says, you see, when we send those handkerchiefs in, the nurses get them and they'll just throw them right in the garbage. They know what they are. The ministries will send them, send out the handkerchiefs, and she can't get them. But she can get candy. And so... He saw her faith. She had faith. He said, all right, ma'am, I'll wear the candy. But uh, Brother Shambach was faithful, and he wore that candy. And he preached his sermon, and after the service was done, he grabbed that candy, gave it to her, and said, go in Jesus' name. Some time had gone on, and he came into another service. He had huge multitudes come into his tent meetings uh, a lot of miraculous things happened in his ministry. And so here come two women come up to see him and shake his hand. And uh, she says, Hi, Brother Shambach, how you doing? And Brother Shambach looked down and said, How you doing, sis? She goes, You don't remember me? He says, No. He said, I'm the woman that gave you the candy. She said, this is my sister. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, oh, my Lord, I got to hear this story. Brought him up on the platform. The one sister said, one day, I said, I sent that candy in. And here one day, the doctor calls me. Says, come and get your sister. She thought she died. 
And she said, well, what's wrong? Said nothing's wrong. He said, she's in her right mind. I can't explain it. I can't diagnose it. I don't know how she came out of it, but she's in her right mind. Come and get her out of here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So when Brother Shambach let the other girl tell her story, she said, Brother Shambach, my mind was so confused. I had devils in my life. She said, all I remember is when I took a bite of that candy, something went down through my body all the way down to my feet, bounced up from my feet back through my legs, through my chest, and those demons left out of my head. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Someone giving praise in this place. Hallelujah. She said, and I'm in my right mind. Hallelujah. A special miracle. Oh, hallelujah. Folks, I don't think Jesus is going to leave it just to the book of Acts. I think we're going to have one more outpouring. I believe God's going to move one more time. There were a time when God moved in this country that it put police officers out of business. I want to tell you something. There's people trying to put them out of business by shooting them. And it's a sad thing what's happening in our country. And we protect speech like video games that teach us how to kill police officers. I believe that's one thing we could put our foot down on and say, we're not going to program our children that cops are dirty. We're living in a lawless generation, a lawless time, a time where we need Jesus, a time where we need a turning around, a time where the spirits of Satan need broken in this land. All you got when you look on the television is insanity. The ideas for the future of this country, insanity, because it's plans that's leaving God out of it. And you have plans without God, you have insanity. We've got to have God in America again. It's time for a restoration. You can talk about repairing the financial situation of America. You can say about making America great. But it'll never be great without an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen to that? Oh, yes, we need God in our lives. I want to tell you something. As they saw these miracles take place, they saw demons coming out of people. You had those that were exorcists thought, well, we'll just try what Paul did. They were upheld as important people, these exorcists. And so they go out to do the same thing. Seven sons of Sceva. And look what happened. The demons jumped all over them, left them running, scarred and naked. Think about it. It put fear in the people. And they begin to fear and realize, hey, God is on Paul's side. Hallelujah. Paul is preaching the truth. 
These that we put our trust in for so long, they could not cast the demons out. But it was through Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And what Paul was preaching, that brought the demons out. And I'm telling you, we're sitting here on a powder keg of power. Hallelujah. We have the power in this room to turn this area upside down, to go out and preach the good news, to touch your neighbors, to compel them to come into this little lighthouse here, hallelujah, and to see them saved. We have that power. We have that anointing. Oh, if we'll only realize it. And they begin to come, and that gets us back to this scripture that we read in verse 18. It said, And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Now, I know what we do with our problems. We call them our little side issues that we have. I got issues. And what they are is sins. We call them issues, weaknesses. That's my weakness. We never call it what it is. Sin! It's called sin. It's not your mom and daddy's fault. It's your sin and it's your deeds. And that's what they came to realize. It was my deeds. And they came and they began to realize I'm doing the wrong thing in my life. And we need to throw these things into the fire. Think about it. Isn't it amazing how we make excuses today for certain things in our lives? And we put it off, but God is wanting to deal with our deeds. He's wanting to deal with our sins and that we would come. And just like these many were wrapped up in witchcraft, wrapped up in darkness, wrapped up in worshiping darkness. And here they came and they brought the books which totaled up to 50,000 pieces of silver. And they took all those books and they had a big fire. And I tell you, I believe Lighthouse could have a big fire. Praise God. Let's throw in some deeds. Praise God. Let's let him convict us of our sins. And let's have a bonfire for Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Anybody on board with me? Hallelujah. Back in the charismatic movement. They'd had a big move of God and they started these fires. And they'd throw uh, drugs and all their paraphernalia, all the things going on in their lives, including music. Music! Oh, what kind of music you listening to? You listening to the kind that brings the cobra up out of the basket? Come on now. That sweet song and old Satan coming up out of the basket. He loves that song. I want to tell you something. There's things that are in our lives that need to be cut out of our lives. And I remember my older brother, he was so full of Satan's influence. And there was one song that he played. Some of you may remember it from old back when. Cocaine devil had a hold of him even the dogs didn't like him because of what was walking around him dogs that were friendly to everyone else growled at him because of what was all over him 
He was involved with the things of the devil. But down in that little valley, that little Bedford Valley church, God moved, hallelujah, and gave them a revival. And they built a fire, hallelujah. And those old rock and roll albums had to go in, hallelujah. And there was chains broken of Satan. I was in the parts place the other day and there's two young black guys working there and they were getting on each other. There was a country song over the intercom where they were working there and and uh, so he, the one was laughing at the other because he was singing country. He knew the words of that country song. And you don't like that country, do you? He said, he goes, yeah, man, I like that country. <laughs> he was, he was, getting on him and he looked at me he goes you like country and I said well I said I could listen to that style music I said but I don't listen to secular music I'm a Christian he looked at me looked at the other guy he said you listen to (laughs) R&B I said I said uh I said no I said uh when I was young God spoke to me And he told me, he said, I wasn't to listen to that kind of music anymore. That I was to give my life to Jesus Christ and to follow him. Oh, man. He goes, ooh. He said, that's hard. (laughs) He said, he got to think of it, man. He goes, well. He goes, I did get married. He said, I quit fornicating. Praise the Lord. We're in revival. Hallelujah. And, uh, but here God was working on him. It was amazing because here his wife was, had gotten him in church and encouraging him to serve the Lord. And there I come, God using a servant of the Lord. And I came to him. And before you knew it, we were praying right there. Hallelujah. And that man was calling on God that he would follow him with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you, it wouldn't hurt to have a few bonfires for Jesus. Throw those things in there. Hallelujah. Might have to throw your iPhone in. Oh, Lord, help us. Anything to be set free from the powers of Satan. Hallelujah. Had a driver get saved the other night. He came on board the chapel there in Breezewood. He came on and he's just a young man, very intelligent. Had And I'll just leave it at this. He had joined a secret order. And he had a lot of questions. By the end of the night, he said, I can't live with the vows I've taken for this secret order and know that I can go to heaven. And I thank God that that young man had enough strength and sense to make a decision and said, I renounce that and I'm turning to Jesus tonight. And he gave his heart to the Lord. That just happened the other night. Hallelujah. It's it's when people make those moves toward God. Sincere moves where 
I've got to have God forget everything else. Help me, Lord, to get God in my life. I want to tell you something. He will turn things around. He will show the way. He will minister you. He will come down upon your family. Oh, listen, we've got so many things going on with our families. My wife will not live with a mouse in the house. (laughs) And if she sees one... I'll guarantee you're going to hear a blood-curdling scream that's going to just wake you up. I guarantee it don't matter what I'm doing. If I'm in the easy chair, whatever, I'm going to be setting traps within the minute because she ain't going to let that varmint be in the house with her. Now, compare that to our spiritual lives. We're sitting there with the remote all laid back in the spiritual realm. There's rats running across our floor and we don't even pay any attention. Wondering why our little children are having nightmares. Things going on. They got things now interrupting their games and their computer. And I don't even know what the thing's called, but it comes on the screen and tells them to commit suicide. So all of a sudden you got a five-year-old coming up to you saying, I want to kill myself. You don't think there's witchcraft going on in this world today? Folks, there's things coming against your church that you need to believe be broken. Hallelujah. Because Satan does not want to give up this area. He does not want to give up the witchcraft. He does not want to give up the dark places. And it will literally shake your area. Hallelujah. Upside down. His power will shake this area. You can be an instrument of that shaking. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Listen, it even shook the economy in Ephesus. Why? (laughs) Because all these idol makers. Think, I mean, a move of God. I mean, here's these men making shrines to Diana and People are putting them up. Watch what you put up in your house. You know, crazy things we put up, dream catchers and all in mystical stuff. I want to tell you something. All of it's out of the pits of hell and witchcraft. You need to clean up the house and have a bonfire. We wonder why we're living in defeat all the time and the children are all messed up with all kinds of phobias and you're taking them to the doctor. The devil's playing games with your household. It's time to anoint the doorpost, hallelujah, of your home and claim it for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let God have control. Actually put The business of the day, they got in an uproar. It caused such a stir. You read it when you get home. They were so angry at Paul. You know, Jesus kind of messes things up sometimes. (laughs) He can mess up people's world. You just touch their dollar bill and see what happens. You'll see who their God is. Touching their dollar bill. Jesus sent a whole pack of swine over the cliff. The demons went into the swine. Somebody lost some big money. They weren't too happy about that. 
Jesus shakes our whole world. He'll shake your finances where you used to lay it down for beer and drugs. Hallelujah. He'll check and turn your finances around, pull you up out of debt, and you'll be given to the church, given to godly things. Hallelujah. Given to the hungry. Praise God. Supporting your missionaries all over the world. Hallelujah. God will turn everything upside down. He will do it. So I ask you, let's take chapter 19 of Acts. You see Lighthouse, you can be writing a new chapter of Acts. You can be writing your own book of miraculous signs and wonders of what God wants to do. Can you say amen this morning? Stand to your feet. Could you come and just stand with me? Praise God. Listen, everybody, if you could just come, just stand and we'll say a prayer around this altar. Hallelujah. Like I said, I could have just had a nice program asking you to support our ministry. You already do that and we appreciate it greatly. Keep us in prayer as we go into the truck stops and uh, minister. Praise God. But I felt this message was for your church this morning. And I wanted to give this message, and I want you to take it. And if we could just have our heads bowed real quick. If there's someone here and you'd say, there's some things need to be thrown in that fire. I could add a few more pieces of silver to that total. You'd say, I want God to help me want God to help me with this you're mean in business with the Lord I want you to raise your hand real quick would you yes yes oh praise God praise God hallelujah Lord we come to you humbly we ask you God to help us to make a turn in our lives Lord, there are some things that need thrown into the fire. They need to be discarded. They need, Lord, to leave our lives. And I ask God that your power come down upon these. Lord, as they confess before you their sins, I ask in the name of Jesus, you would come down and lift them up. Hallelujah. Right now. Now, if you need the Lord Jesus Christ in your life or your backslid, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you humbly. I'm asking you, Lord, to come into my life. I renounce the works of darkness and Satan's hold he's had on me. I ask you, Lord, to come into my life to make me new to give me a new start save me Lord Jesus thank you Lord for hearing my prayer in Jesus name amen hallelujah praise God hallelujah praise God would you do me a favor would you pray for my good friend Steve Ritchie and Lori, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Lift their hands up in the battle.
I know they got a vision for this church. And we want to see God move. And I just pray, I ask God's blessing on this church. That God's power would come down in a special, special way. Hallelujah upon you. I appreciate you this morning. Praise God.